All right, welcome to the Built Different podcast where we talk to agents and today, somebody that's in the operation side um, of the real estate world here in Omaha. And I'm your host, Will May, team leader and real estate coach at Keller Williams Greater Omaha. And we have the pleasure today of having somebody that's not an agent in the real estate world. So Asia Miles, Director of Operations for Toast Real Estate Group is here joining us. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, of course. Um, And I appreciate the fact that you've come into my life over the last nine to 10 months, have become a friend, have taught me a lot about how to see this business in a different light. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate the time spent. I appreciate you too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to hop right into it. You okay. feeling comfortable? Yep. We're okay. joking around. We're not super ready for our first podcast here. Yeah. Okay? yeah. We're a little nervous, but it's okay. The mics don't work. Good. These don't work. If I hold on to it, it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So we start with two questions every time. Um, okay. If you could write a book today, okay. what is it that you'd write about? Okay. If I could write a book today, I would write about my most recent experience just with um, not living in a state of fear um, out of being comfortable in, in a place that I was at, um, that kind of come, the idea of that comes from, um, when I left my corporate job and came to this job about 10 months ago now, um, I was in a really comfortable place financially and was knew I had a more entrepreneur mindset, but I couldn't get myself to take that leap of faith and, um, and dive into it. And I just, I don't know what compelled me probably the friendship that I have with the person I work with now, but, um, I finally took that leap and it was the best decision of my life. And I feel like I could have done it years before and would be so much further along now. Um, so I just write a book about being bold and taking that step. Well, and it's easy to say now I should have done it before. Yeah. Right. Once you've been through it. So I'm going to come back to that transition because there's a lot of people that probably feel that way, right? Maybe part-time, maybe wanting to go full-time in real estate. So we're going to come back to that. Okay. Second thing, from the operation side now, in your first year here, um, seeing how agents uh, respond to people, how they right. interact with their business, what's the biggest misunderstanding of being an agent or realtor? Um, so before I joined, I think I had this perception of real estate um, that A, it wax and weans if you're busy, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like it was a more seasonal job, not a full-time job. That was one of the big, um, my one of my big misunderstandings now. Um, and then I think, one of the greatest things I've learned about being in the real estate world is that there's so much more to it than just putting a sign in the yard and hoping and praying a buyer comes to buy your house or going and looking at a bunch of fun houses. Um, there's just so much that goes into it. Um, and I just have such a respect for anybody in the real estate world, whether it's coaching agents to actually being an agent in the field, um, or being on the operations side of it. Yeah, that's huge. And know that a lot of agents don't put that work in of going outside yeah. of putting the sign in the yard and yeah. showing a bunch of fun houses, right? So there's, and you know the numbers, how many agents are there in the state of Nebraska? Um, I mean, in Omaha, 2,800, yeah. probably somewhere around 5,000 in all of Nebraska. And so like seeing the way different realtors work and um, I guess some of it comes down to work ethic. Some of it just comes down to their processes that they, they do. It is so vastly different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of amazing to see. Um, but it's also like the harder and the more dedicated agents that you see in the field, you can definitely see the fruits of their labor. Yeah. Um, and it's very evident in this field. So. Yeah, and team-wise, right? So yeah. <clears throat> I talk with people all the time. There's three types of teams. There's personality-based teams which is, I've been doing this a long time, you should want to be in my world. Yeah, those are, 100%. Those are more mentorship. You have lead-based teams, 
which um, are, hey, a team leader is going to turn an ROI and an investment per month of leads. Right. And still, you're going to have a bunch of turnover there. And then you have systems and operations-based, mm-hmm. value, value-based teams, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you've kind of been able to help build over the yeah. past year with Toast. Yeah. Which you guys are absolutely crushing it when it comes to growth over the past 13 months now. Yeah. And I think you play a really, really big part in, in that growth. Yeah, I'd like to think I do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so, no, and I've seen it, and I've seen the things that you guys have put in place that yeah. happen with every single client and the, mm-hmm. the amount of care you guys put into that. Yeah, 100%. So with that being said, um, I was going to go like the corporate to making that jump. We'll come okay. back to that fear-based question. But okay. you found in real estate your own growth path. Yeah. Um, whereas most people think of real estate and you either have to invest or sell is the mm-hmm. only two ways to find a growth path in, yeah. in the real estate world. Where have you found that security of, hey, I, I know I'm where I need to be? Yeah. So I, you know, when I first took the leap and, and joined Toast Real Estate Group, I, um, I won't say it was like an automatic overnight. I made the best decision. Um, it came with a little fear, lingering fear. Um, but one thing that really solidified my decision as soon as I got in the field was the potential that I could see um, and the potential that my team wants to go out and pursue. So I think that, that there's a difference there. So um, I think there's you can speak to all the different opportunities till you're blue in the face, but if your team or the people you surround you, yourself with are not willing to go out and chase those opportunities, then it's not gonna happen. So when I joined Toast and Ashley and Alicia, I very quickly saw that they they too had that determination to go out and get those goals and, and meet those goals um, and take advantage of the opportunities. Um, so I hope I answered your question there, but I I feel like for me, it's just knowing that there are opportunities yeah. out there and that I've got people that really want to go out and get that. And I know we will eventually. Yeah. So. Well, you, you have a, a team of executors. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. You guys go out and hustle every single day. Yep. So from the operations standpoint, we've talked a lot about this. You're in a position where you may not be the um, boss yep. of the team, Correct. but you're in charge of holding them accountable. Yeah. How does that look and how's that change over, change over the last six to nine months? Yeah. So in the beginning, it was a lot of getting to know who we were and how we fit in each other's world. So Ashley is our team leader, um, the CEO of Toast Real Estate Group. She is very analytical. Her and I came from a corporate world together. Um, and I knew that about her. I knew Ashley very well. I did not know Alicia well in the beginning, but I very quickly saw that like Ashley was the numbers analytical, the very the process procedures, very much like me. Alicia was the fun, the bubbly, um, the go-getter. She she works her butt, her tail off. She goes and does showings all evening long. She's she's constantly out grinding it out. Um, but the balance that those two brought was amazing. They complement each other perfectly. Um, and so I had to find my place in that, right? They're two very different people and I kind of had to be the middle of it. And we have just found this flow that fits. Um, and so accountability with that, it looks a lot different. The accountability I hold with Ashley and the accountability I hold with Alicia is different. The way I kind of tailor that to each other. Um, you got to know what to say and when to say it. Yeah. What to say and when to say it and, and how to deliver it. Right. Um, Ashley, I don't, not that I have to chase either of them for accountability, but Ashley is usually more forthcoming with her accountability. Alicia is more, um, oh gosh, how do I say this? Mm-hmm. She, 
Alicia is good with being accountable, but she doesn't always have to like shout it out. You just see it. It doesn't in her need work. to be a structured. Right? Yeah, like you just see it in her work. Whereas you know Ashley and I, we sh literally share the same office, and so it's easier for her and I to kind of bounce accountability off each other. Yeah, and probably the best way to verbalize that is you have one person that's structure driven. So yeah. if there's a structure to hold Ashley accountable. Uh, as you're saying, is inside of a structure. Yeah. Whereas I heard something at uh, Mega Camp actually that I thought really resonated was there's this this uh, um, idea of this agent that just does what they do and they flip yeah. through this world, they do their thing, right? Yeah. Lifestyle lead generation. Yeah. Wherever they're at, they're lead generating, yeah. and so that structure piece because she's a people person, right? Yes. She's lead generating at eight at night when she's on Instagram talk, texting yeah. people, so yeah, she's 100%. like. That doesn't work to do it at four every day because I'm having conversations from four yep. to eight, right? And so that's that difference that you've had to kind of see in yeah. two different types of agents. Yeah, thank you for helping me articulate that. Um, it's so true. Like, Alicia, I just see it in her day-to-day. -day. Ashley, I see it on the spreadsheets, spreadsheets in, yep. in the numbers. So, yeah, two very different. Um, and the beautiful thing about our team is that accountability is a compliment to us. Mm -hmm. So if I'm pouring enough energy into both of them to hold them accountable, they know it's because it's coming from a place of respect mm -hmm. and, and care and love for them. Same thing with me. They hold me responsible um, or accountable for things if I don't get them done or, you know, or they, we praise each other if we get everything done. So it's having the respect to be able to hold each other accountable and then in return it becomes a compliment. That's big. Mm -hmm. um, so if you were maybe on a team that doesn't have that open communication of Hey, accountability is love here. Yeah. Um, how would you give advice for a team to get to a place where it's comfortable holding each other accountable? I think, okay, that's a good question. So I think one of the things that needs to be done and something we actually did in the beginning was just voice to each other. What do we want accountability to look like? Um, and then also just you have to know your team, right? And so I think coming forward with any shortcomings, being open and honest with that, um, asking for help in the areas that you may need help in um, in the future when it comes to accountability. Um, if you don't have that bond, you're you're not gonna make forward progress. And that's something we really focused on in the beginning and now we're us thick as thieves. I mean, yeah. and that, that has helped us be able to um, grow as a team and, and hold each other accountable. So I would say just making sure open communication is, is huge, is key um, for a team. Um, and then always have an open mind too. That's big. Yeah. Um, how often do you guys communicate? So we do two calls a day. Um, we talk at nine in the morning and we talk at four in the evening. So we start our day by going through what we're grateful for. Um, there's always something to be grateful for and we like voicing it. Um, then we go through what our intentions are for the day. Um, when we're going to make our client calls and reach out to people. And then we do a little script and role play. Um, Good. recommended by our wonderful coach <laughs> over here. Um, so we do that every morning and then at the end of the day, we check in with each other. This is where the accountability comes in. So we, again, did you carry your gratefulness through the day? Um, and then did you get your intentions done for the day? If not, why? Good. And how are you going to get those done tomorrow or the next day? Um, and then we wrap up the call and, and meet again at night. And see what tomorrow's going to look like. Yeah, right? so and, you guys oh yeah, and what, what tomorrow looks like. Just so we know if, if somebody's got a client consult in the morning and won't be in the office, um, we try to see each other every day. So we try to make sure that we get that worked in at some point. Awesome. Cool. So. Okay, one more question before we get into more detail, what you do on day-to-day. Being in operations, right? A lot of times we see operations people will will understand and start seeing, hey, this agent's making this much money, mm. and um, so now I need to start selling. Mm. Do you ever want to sell? First of all, and second of all, how are you having this like 
entrepreneurial spirit that you've had to jump into real estate, how are you fulfilling that need for yourself? Yeah. Okay. So great question. I have no desire to be in sales, home sales. And I know that about myself. I am not a salesy type person. Um, I love process procedures, implementing things, and then seeing things that I implement become successful. That's where I find my, um, greatest value and my, my greatest pat on the back. So for me, I don't see it that way. Um, as far as the money standpoint, I know, like I said, there's so many opportunities in real estate and I get to be an entrepreneur within our business and come up with different revenue um, flows for our, our company to over time feed my salary, right? So to me, it's not all about the money. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure we're gonna get into this when I left my comfort zone um, of the corporate world. I it, it was very apparent at that point that for me, making the big bucks isn't isn't what I'm here for. I'm here to see the successes of our processes come to life. So um, I if, if I could give advice to anybody in operations who starts to see the numbers that their agents are making, you just have to remember, A, they went to school for this. This is what they've, um, this is kind of their, their payback for the amount of time that they went to school. Um, B, they work nonstop. Like it, it does not stop at any point for me. I do get to go home at the end of the day and somewhat check out. Um, they don't ever. Um, I've seen the girls on, on the phone at 10 o'clock at night talking to agents or going through dot loop at 1130 at night. And um, so their job never ends. And as long as you have a team and you're aligned with your goals and your, your morals, like you're all gonna get to a cush salary at some point. It just may take longer for other positions. For sure. Uh, you said a word that I thought was really cool, entrepreneur. Yeah. How, what does that mean? So an entrepreneur, um, an entrepreneur is somebody who goes out and makes a, um, makes a work ven the venture. The creator. Yeah, right. the creator of, of the work. Um, an entrepreneur is someone who's inside the business um, who, can create different avenues for revenue within the business. So um, coming up with different ideas that can complement the company to bring in more revenue. Yeah, and so that's a totally different view of operations, right? To where yeah. it's it's the it's that conversation of talent versus non-talent. Yeah. Like um, there's people that are in, the majority of people um, are here to collect a check and to get the job done. Yeah. And then there's other people that go above and beyond yeah. and they are putting the work in to get paid what they want to get paid in the future. Right. Yep. Right. And so talent is seeing, Hey, there's some efficiencies here. Mm -hmm. I see that we could be better. And then, you know, so that's one piece of operations right. is making things more efficient to make your job easier. Right? right. Second part is, Hey, I see an opportunity to create more income here. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Entrepreneurial spirit, right? Yeah. Or entrepreneur, entrepreneur. inside yep. of, so you, that takes a really strong belief in your leader. Yeah. Cause 100%. they have to be able to grow fast enough that you can find a world mm -hmm. inside of there. So I yeah. think that speaks volumes about the team too. Yeah. Well, I think that in like, uh, having a vision for the team, right? And being transparent with that and the leader allowing um, people in their charge to be able to come up with those ideas and have the safe space to voice those ideas. That's really important too. Right. And that's something we're fortunate to have on our team. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, day to day, what do you do? Okay. So my job is never the same. Every, every day is different. And that is something I absolutely love about my job is it's always different and I'm always kept on my toes. Um, on a typical day, I am doing marketing. 
for um, our social media platforms or our website, um, running signs, putting them in the yards, um, helping with listing appointments. I go on all of our listing appointments and fill out documents. That You're we in the listing appointment. Mm -hmm. Yep, I go on the listing appointment with Ashley, our lead listing agent. Um, and I do all the behind the scenes work while she's talking to the client. So it's more of a concierge service. She gets to really get to know the clients if she doesn't already know them, really get to know the property and exactly what they're looking to get out of their real estate journey. Um, while I kind of follow behind, I make notes of all the house furnishings and floorings and um, bathrooms and layout. Um, and then while we're there, I'm also scheduling photography, staging if needed, um, inspection if needed, all those things that kind of make Ashley's job a little bit easier. Um, and again, keeps her focus on the client. Um, so when we're not doing that, I, um, like I said, social media, I do, um, oversight of our finances, making sure that we're on a good path, um, work with our printers and our mailers for any upcoming events. I plan for our events. Um, the list kind of goes on and on. And like I said, day to day changes. Yep. So some days I spend, um, five hours in my car driving around town. Um, other days I'm in the office behind the computer all day. So yeah. how long you been developing this SOP? What is that? Um, so standard operating procedure is an SOP and it's basically the Bible of or the roadmap of your, of our business. So the way I look at it is if I were to, for some reason, not be here tomorrow, could somebody step into my position and know exactly what I do and how I do it and be able to step in and efficiently take over my position. So, um, not that I plan on vacating the position at any <laughs> point, but it's good to have. And as we grow as a team, um, more people are going to come in and want to, and, and the goal is for them to learn from us and from our processes and procedures. So having that roadmap laid is out. completely laid out from how I create something in Canva to how I put together a Flowdesk campaign or um, how I put something in MLS or um, it just has everything laid out so that we can refer back to it when needed. Yeah. And I think your mindset towards it's great because um, great businesses are ran on process procedure systems, right? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you fill really great talent into those roles. Right. Um, so when you guys do an event, mm -hmm. you're mapping that entire thing of who is there, yep. what vendors worked, what didn't work, and that way next year it becomes a lot easier, yep. right? Yeah. Um, what's something you guys do for your clients to make them feel special and what's that system mm. look like? Okay, so we, our whole uh, brand is, it, it's Toast Real Estate Group. So, um, we are toasting, we're cheersing, we're celebrating our clients all along the way. Um, so one of the many things that we do is once we get a client under contract, whether it's a listing or a buyer with Alicia, um, we, I deliver a small bottle of champagne with three balloons and a card from the agent who is helping that client. Um, I deliver it the, within 24 hours of going under contract on their front doorstep. So, um, that's a lot of driving. Some, it, it is a lot of driving, but it's something that's so fun and our clients love it. We get a lot of pictures back from our clients saying, Oh, I got my champagne or clients that are working with us saying, I can't wait to get my champagne on the front step. So, um, that's something really cool that we do. Um, and then when we get to the closing table, um, once the contract is done, we bring them a bottle of champagne and we do the cliche bottle pop photo shoot, um, yep. photo shoot and it's so fun. Alicia, she brings this like really fun spirit to, and she is so great at celebrating people. And so, um, she always makes that a big to do and takes fun pictures. And That's awesome. Yeah. We're all about celebrating our people. Yeah. It's big. And so how's that? I mean, did you guys make do that one time and it worked perfectly? Did like any of your systems really like, have you had some failures that didn't work and how do you work yeah. through those? 
Yeah, we. I mean, we've had plenty of times where it just didn't work the way we visioned it, or it just um, didn't turn out quite like we wanted it to. So we've had to pivot and course correct. Um, but that's the other nice thing about having the SOP is if you can duplicate something. So if you if you can do something once and duplicate it, it needs to be on your SOP. And so that's really like our copy and paste is what our SOP is. So um, for an event outside of weather, um, that's kind of hindered our events. Um, there's certain things that like we've done that we've repeated over and over, vendors that we've used over and over um, that we find work really well. Um, and so that's, I'm sorry, I'm not answering your question. Get, get back to your question really quick. Just like, hey, have you guys ever done something that didn't work? Like, oh, how did you know? Okay. Or yeah, yeah. how did you adjust on it? Okay, so um, one thing that I think we've done that didn't work so well um, is our uh, our Popeyes. So we try to do a delivery to our clients um, twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, and we found that obviously we're growing, and that's the goal is to grow, but we've found that to deliver 200 Popeyes um, in 48 hours is almost impossible at this point. So um, we've kind of had to look at that differently and shift and um, we're looking into mailing those instead of hand delivering them or hiring out to help have someone help us with delivering them. Um, it's just things like that. You have to look at it. You have to go and do it. And then we always de debrief, I guess you could say afterwards and say what worked, what didn't work, what do we want to do again? And what do we, you know, we could go without. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had an agent, which these are all great. Like, I feel like if you were a solo agent, you have a lot of things you could pick up right now to get more business, right? Yeah. So you have lead generation, and then you have um, pro like working with the client until they go under contract, and then you have under contract to close. Yeah. Outside of that's database, and we talk about that a lot, right? Right. But you guys, um, and I'm fortunate because I get to see what you guys do on a day-to-day -day basis inside coaching you guys, but every single system. So when you meet somebody, when you're under contract and after, trying to find them a house, all of it's centered towards how can I make them feel special? Yeah. And how can, for you guys as a team, how can we get referrals out of that during the process, mm -hmm. right? Because when they're working with you guys is the most likely time for them to, you know, share your praise. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think you played a big role in that. If you were a solo agent that was very afraid to mm -hmm. bring on a salary or to hire somebody, yeah. what's the impact that your first hire can make as an admin? I, you know, as an admin, we, I stay behind the scenes a lot and I do a lot of the, um, the work, the minute work that needs to be done, but it allows the gift of time back to the agent. And so that time is when they can be lead generating or spending more time on the phone, talking to their clients, um, getting to know them better, um, catering to them more. Uh, so I think, I think I've heard a lot that the fear of a salary employee is very much real to solo agents. Um, but I think if you look at it in a way of um, an investment in your business instead of a um, burden to your business, it, it kind of flips your mindset. Yeah. You're investing in the salary. Typically, you know if something is going to work out within the first 90 days, right? And so I wouldn't I would say, look at the salary as a three-month salary. Can you commit to that expense up front? It doesn't seem as heavy as a full year's salary. Um, and then in the first 90 days, really look at what impact that that admin support is giving to you. Um, are you seeing more time in your day? Are you seeing more work-life balance? Do you see happy clients, um, happier clients? And are you seeing more business um, from it? And that'll really tell you if you made a good investment or not. Um, and then also lean on the people that you network with, right? Or the people that are in your office um, to help you weed through candidates too. I think that's important um, 
to have different perspectives too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and on top of that, you coming in as an operations director mm -hmm. or admin or whatever yep. the first hire is, you have a sphere. Yeah. Yep. And so from a leadership perspective, from for a solo agent, you have to, A, number one, be willing to give up some things. Yep. Which is, mm -hmm. for every top agent, challenging. Yeah, 100%. There's a lot of people that can't get past that step. Yeah. Because like, oh, I want to do it my way. But hey, guess what? You can only do so much. Yeah. So giving up is step one. And then number two, it's saying, hey, how is this person going to add to my business and make yeah. create more income, right? You're right, yeah. So th that's funny you say that because, and Ashley would say the same thing. She has, we're, we're 10 months in, and she still has a hard time letting go of some things. And I think a lot of agents have that perception that nobody can do it as good as me. Nobody can do it as, my clients won't like it if it's not me doing all the interactions. Um, and I think Ashley, Alicia and I have found that that is not true. I mean, we have one referral partner who doesn't even live in our state and we interact with his clients and he's had to let go of a lot of um, control on how we cater to his clients and we've made some really successful transactions. So our, our team kind of speaks to that. Um, that you, it doesn't have to be you. Yes, you are special to that agent, but as long as they know your hands are still in the um, transaction, they're okay with it. Yeah. Um, so Ashley and I joke, she's she she's come a really long way with letting go of certain things, certain marketing um, tactics, social media, and kind of giving up the reins to me. And she's seeing now um, that it is allowing her more balance in her life. Um, and so, it, but again, it goes back to trust, right? If she didn't trust me yep. or see that I, I can handle the work or that I, I am a positive influence in her business, um, she wouldn't have been felt comfortable enough to give up that. Yeah, and that so you're helping um, with all database management. Yes, correct, yeah. What does that look like? So I make sure, so we, our CRM is command that we use and so, um, it's that we use tag for instance this is just a um, most recent example our tags were really not pretty and our tags is how we categorize our our people so we know if they when their birthday month is we know what month we're calling them in to check in on a quarterly basis and our tags just did not look pretty so i went through all 2000 people in our database and re-tagged them all and organized them um and so for the agents to give me the privilege of doing that work, I mean, it takes a lot of, a lot of trust um, to do that and to make sure that it's cleaned up. But in the end, it just makes it all the better for um, the agents to be able to work more smoothly. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's not a bunch of work that, you know, an agent probably loves to do after yeah. talking to people all day. Right. And so that, de that piece of like organizing and maintaining a database is really like the foundation of all the systems that you guys have yeah. built on top of that. 100%. Yeah. Um, Okay, so as we start to like work toward dropping up, I've, I want to go back to that fear-based question that you talked about okay. um, making the jump. So I, I thank you for sharing yeah. everything you have today. And there's a lot of tactical things I think people can take from this conversation. Yeah, and it's okay to be fearful of a first hire, but look at it as a 90-day hire. Yeah, look at it, yeah. So for you making the jump from corporate world mm -hmm. to real estate world, which we have a little bit more loose environment when it comes to like, how you dress and what time you're here and yeah. hours, all those different yeah. types of things. Um, what what made you do it now versus you know five years ago mm -hmm. and where did you find the strength in that? Okay, so I'll kind of share my background a little bit. Um, so I was in corporate world, as you mentioned, um, more specifically healthcare corporate world. Um, it's a very different environment. It's more um, more disciplined. I can say that confidently. Um, it's 
it's it's just a different realm. And so I spent 13 years in, in that atmosphere, um, which I credit a lot of my discipline to to my career um, before being in real estate. Um, why I made the leap now is um, going through COVID in healthcare was extremely hard. And I credit anybody who went through COVID and is still in healthcare and happy um, because it takes a lot. Um, that was a lot of strain. Um, I also grew my family in COVID. Um, and so having a little one at home again, um, there was no balance in my life at all. And I knew I wanted that. Um, I wasn't in a good place mentally. I wasn't in a good place physically. Um, and I just did not feel like I was being an effective, I was being an effective leader and mom at home, you know, leader of the household. So, um, I knew I wanted to make a change, but my biggest fear was the cush salary that I was making just yep. to be totally transparent. It was, um, I felt like I could never make the amount of money that I was making in my corporate position in any other role, right? I, I've always kind of seen healthcare as if you're in healthcare, you make the most money out of anybody. Um, that was extremely false, I found out down the road. But um, so I, the way Ashley and I met is we went out for coffee just to connect. She used to work alongside me in the corporate world. And so we just kind of kept in contact. Um, and it was just a coffee date. There was no intention of us discussing business or job changes. Um, but by the end of it, she, you know, had said, you know, I'm thinking about maybe hiring somebody into the position, full transparency. I cannot pay you what you're making now. Um, but if you're looking for a change, um, here's your door. And so I, it took me about a week to think on it before I started getting serious about it. Um, and I'll say, like I said, kind of earlier, it, it wasn't an immediate, like, this is the best decision I ever made. It was I, I was fearful of the change. Um, you know, I had a family of five at home that depended on me and our health insurance. And of course, when you get into real estate, it's, you don't have all that. So yeah. um, anyways, I made the leap in December of 2022. Um, and I think by the end of January, I knew I had made the right decision. And that takes a lot of courage to make that jump at that time. Yeah. Um, and so when I made the leap, you know, when I took the leap of fate and, and quit my cush job, I, I just had to trust in the vision that Ashley had laid out for me and that she, she had a plan um, and that I knew the direction she wanted to head and that I knew she had the resources and um, we had the relationship that we could get there ultimately. I, so. I'll be completely transparent. I love that you thought it was just a casual co coffee combo because oh, I know yeah. she identified that she wanted you to work yeah. for her beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's funny. She set that up right. Yeah, she did. She completely teed that up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, well, and, and it's been fun because I, the one thing I've seen you do consistently is when you're in a meeting or there's like to do's from a meeting of any kind, a lot of times in real estate, things just get pushed along or yeah. kick the can down the road. Yeah. You get them done immediately. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, got to get this done. Yep. Here's this presentation. Here's this part of the SOP. Here's yep. this process. Yeah. And so have you always been that way? Yeah. And like, I, I completely credit my previous job and leaders, um, for, making me the professional I am. Um, I've always been held to high expectations and standards and that's really carried with me. Um, and that's just my baseline now. That's just yeah. how I do things. I think it's an important um, characteristic to have in any profession. Um, but the discipline within that is super important in real estate. And I think having someone hold me accountable to that discipline and 
holding others accountable to just the same level of discipline is important because yeah, it's really easy in real estate to get sidetracked and, oh, we got another listing appointment. We got to go run and do this. It is so important in this field to stay on task. Um, Have fun, enjoy it because yes, this is a a field where you can really have a great work-life balance. but it's also super important to be self-sufficient and disciplined. Yeah, so. that's really big. Yeah. Um, I always end with one question. Okay. If you were to go back for, usually I say first day in real estate, it's not been long enough to maybe ask that question. Yeah. But if you were to go back and talk to yourself five years ago, okay. knowing all the things you've been through since then and where you're at today, how would you encourage yourself or what would you say? I would tell myself um, to, to not live in a state of fear. That's kind of how I started this conversation. Um, I felt like I was so paralyzed with fear of either failing or um, not having security that I just stayed put. Um, And granted, the years that I spent in that kind of state of fear, I learned some things along the way and I kind of polished my discipline and really um, honed in on some of my skill sets. I also did myself a disservice by not getting into this brokerage and into this team sooner because I've grown in the last nine months more than I've probably grown in the last five years. Um, just the paths were different, right? So, um, I truly believe, and this is something you have taught me specifically that the people you surround yourself with is really who you're making yourself out to be. Um, and since coming here, I've completely surrounded myself with people who, um, their moral compasses are the exact same as mine. We, you know, our vibrations are the same. We really feed off each other's energy um, and we make each other be great. Yeah. So that's, a, that's like a cornerstone for your guys' team. Yeah. What we do here at the brokerage too, right? Yeah, 100%. Is we're we're going to work on becoming better people every single yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate you taking the time mm-hmm. um, to be on the podcast today and sharing yeah. from like an operations view mm-hmm. and to see the growth you've had as a person and, and the confidence you've built inside yeah. your role over the past year has been extremely inspiring oh, to see what you guys are doing. So I'm excited to see what happens over the next yeah. year or two, but thanks for taking the time. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, if you guys took anything from this, any value was was taken from a, an agent perspective or admin operations, we'd love for you to share, uh, support the Built Different podcast. But thanks for hopping on. We'll see you all next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.